healed and she will live. And the Bible said that while he was speaking, some of the ruler of the synagogue's house come and said, why trouble the master any further? Because your daughter is dead. And the Bible said that as soon as Jesus heard the words that were spoken, as soon as Jesus heard the words that were spoken, he looked at the ruler of the synagogue and said, do not be afraid, only believe. So the world done said one thing, but God said, hold up, I'm, I'm about to say something else. The, the world might say one thing, but God said, hold up, I, I got the last say, so I'm, I'm about to say something a little different. The Bible said that he suffered no man to follow him save Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And the Bible said uh, that right here, that he came into the house of the ruler of the synagogue and he saw a tumult, which was a commotion made by a large crowd. He said there was folks that were weeping and wailing loudly. But again, he came in and said, why do you make the commotion and weep for the child? is not dead but only asleep the bible said they laughed him to scorn he had to put them all out he took the father and the mother and those who were with him what he was saying was he said there must be a little doubt in the house but you might have to outshout your doubt before it's over with because i'm about to do something miraculous that's what the lord was saying they were laughing to scorn, so he had to put them all out and he could only take the father and the mother and those who were with him and then right here, the Bible said he took the child by the hand and said, Talitha Kum, which was translated, little girl, I say unto you, arise. And the Bible said that immediately, not in a few moments, but immediately. The girl arose, she walked, she was 12 years of age, and they were all overcome with great amazement. For the next few moments, I'm not a long preacher, I promise. If you just preach with me a little bit, let me preach a little bit about when God steps in. When God steps in, something's going to happen. <laughs> when God begins to move, something's going to take place. When God begins to move, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what it seems like. No matter what it looks like, something's going to happen. You believe that right now? Look at your neighbor say, get ready. God's about to bless you in this house. Look at somebody else say, get ready. God's about to bless you in this place. If you believe it, why don't you give him a shout of praise in here? Like he's already done it. Why don't you give him a war cry in here like it's already happening? Why don't somebody go on and dance in advance and say, I'm about to get a miracle. I'm about to be set free. Jesus is about to do something in my body, my mind, and my spirit. Are you excited? One more time, give him a hand clap and you can sit down. You probably won't stay there, but it's all right anyway. When God steps in, here we got a man, he had simple faith. He had simple faith. He knew that if he could get Jesus to step into his daughter's life, that something was going to happen. And even though Jesus was delayed in reaching Jarius's house, uh, Jarius said, you know what? I'm going to have to keep the faith because of the fact everybody is saying that my baby's dead. But I've heard that there's a man named Jesus that is about to come my way. And when he comes my way, I'm going to believe that I'm about to to get what I've been praying for. I, I'm here to tell somebody in the building, it doesn't matter what it looks like, it don't matter what it seems like, it don't matter what it's 
smells like. It doesn't matter what your neighbors say. It don't matter what the doctor says. It don't matter what the lawyer says. It don't matter what the banker says. When God gets ready to do something, he can do it. You say, why? Because my God is not a dead God. He's not a dried up God. He's not some God stuck off in a corner. He's not some God that's wringing his hands saying, I don't know if I can do it or not. But he is a God that is alive and well. When God steps in, you better get ready. Doubt's got to step out. When God steps in, sickness has to step out. When God steps in, fear has to step out. When God steps in, oppression and depression has to step out. But more than that, when God steps in, the devil has to step out. I'm here to tell somebody the devil's nothing but a liar. He's nothing but a deceiver. He's a father of lies. And the truth isn't in him. But my my God is alive and well. God can do anything. God can handle anything. If you got a sickness, my God can handle it. If you got a problem, my God can handle it. If you got a mad on, my God can handle it. If you're oppressed or depressed, my God can take care of it. God can do anything. You got to get rid of old stinking thinking, get a checkup from the neck up and say, you know what? I'm about to get a miracle. I'm about to be blessed. God is about to do something miraculous in my body, my mind, or my spirit. I believe that God can do anything in this house. If you've ever got a miracle, you ought to shout right now. If you've ever been blessed by the hand of the Lord, you ought to give him praise right now. If God's ever done something in your family, you might ought to give him a little war cry right now. Right now, if God's ever done anything for you, you might as well say, you know what? If he done it then, he can do it now. If he's done it then, it can happen now. He's alive and well in this house. That Bible said that faith without works uh, is dead. I, I don't know what you need uh, in this house, but I know one thing. Uh, the one that you need it from is already here. The one that you're looking to call on is already here. This is not a place of visitation. This is a place of habitation. There is a difference. A, a place of visitation meaning he ain't coming to stay. But a place of habitation means that when you walked into this building, he said, I was already here. He said, when you stepped into the house, I was already here. When you walked up, I was already there. And I'm believing somebody in this house is going to be touched by the hand of the Lord you say can it happen yeah it can happen when old Jesus left Jairus his house he came across the two blind men came to the house he said do you believe that I am able to do this and they said yes Lord and the Bible said that he touched them and he said let it be according to your faith I'm here to tell somebody in this house your miracle is in your mouth what you say is what you're going to get what you speak that's what's going to happen. What you begin to decree and declare, that's what God's going to let happen. I'm here to tell somebody in the building, you might have to encourage yourself in the Lord. You might have to say, even though I don't feel my miracle, I'm about to get it anyway. And even though I don't know how it's going to happen, I'm about to shout anyway. Even though I don't know exactly what's going to take place, I'm going to give him some glory anyway because he's alive and well. I'm not going to sit down. I'm not going to back away. I'm not going 
going to get detoured, deluded, or delayed. I'm about to get my miracle. I'm about to be set free. God is about to do something in my life. You say, can it happen? Yeah, it can happen. God can do anything. I was preaching in Seminole the other day, having fun. I walked in the building, Pastor, and they had an elderly woman with a cane. I, I don't know why. I just looked over there. Now, I know, you know, I apologize. I don't do it like most people. Like, oh, Father, I'm standing before the Almighty One. Oh, great wise one. I'm kind of ghetto. I can't help it. I just raised that way. You know, our family tree don't fork very much. I'm just kind of ghetto, man. <laughs> I saw that woman on the cane. I just said, I mean, I know it ain't disrespectful, but he likes me like that. I said, hey, God, I said, if you want to show off today, try the old lady over there. I didn't say it in the mic, so don't fall out. Don't get offended. <laughs> I told Pastor, I said, hey, how long that woman been coming? He said, she been coming about four years. I said, she always been on that cane? He goes, yeah. I said, I just told Jesus, won't you take care of the old girl over there? He goes, are we going to pray for her? I said, no, I told Jesus to do it. <laughs> I said, he's the one. In the middle of worship service, all of a sudden, here come the woman. Across the front. I looked at Pastor Cook. I said, hey, bro, there's that woman. He goes, oh, yeah. I said, where's her cane? He said, I don't know. So here she come. I got down next. I was like, hey. I'm... See, y'all didn't even know, girl. I could break that down like nobody business. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> I could pull Ray Parker Jr. on him if I wanted to. All of a sudden, I stopped her. I said, Grandma, what happened? She goes, Preacher, I don't know. She said, I was just standing there worshiping. She said, felt like electricity went through my body. She said, the Lord just like pushed me. She said, I, I just started walking. I said, where's your cane? She said, I don't know. I said, where's the cane? It, she had threw it about three rows back. That was, oh, yeah. I'm like to myself, you know what? God's about to do something miraculous. I know what some people are saying, but that evening we had service again. Here come grandma. Ain't got no cane. She walked in. I said, grandma, how you feeling? She said, watch this preacher. I said, that's what I'm talking about. You said, what am I telling you? I'm telling you, I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what nobody says. God is alive and well. He can handle it. He can do it. He's not, oh, he's not worried. God can do anything in this house. You say, can he do it for me? You better believe he can do it. Absolutely, he can do anything. Sunday, Easter, I know, Jesus Day, for some people, Bunny Day, all the same, having fun. <laughs> Woman comes to the front. She goes, pray for me. I said, what's wrong? She said, feel right there. I said, ma'am? I said, I, I'm, I'm not, that's all right. I said, just tell me what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And no girl one time she come to me. She said, Brother Smith, I need you to pray for my leg. I mean, it was a chair just like that. I said, yes, ma'am. She threw her leg up there. She said, look. I said, whoa, baby, careful. I said, don't hike that joint too high, girl. <laughs> just tell me what's wrong with your knee. <laughs> I ain't got to see it. Just tell me what's wrong. My girl said, feel right here. I said, well, hold up. Let me get somebody else to feel. I said, come here, girl. Put your hand back there. And the girl put her hand back there. She goes, oh, Brother Smith. I said, what is it? <laughs> She said, it's like a knot. I'm like, so what's wrong? She said, I got bulging discs. She said, I got a knot about the size of your fist in my back. I said, oh, yes, ma'am. And I said, so what do you want? She said, well, I'd, I'd like to God to go ahead. And uh, she said, since you've been preaching about miracles and talk, she said, I, I'd like God to go ahead and give me a miracle. I said, hey, no problem. He the miracle working business. I said, ain't nobody going to blow on you today with bad breath and you get your miracle. Ain't nobody going to rub no Jesus juice on you for $25 and you get your miracle. <laughs> y'all giggling. Y'all must have seen some of that. <laughs> so we got to praying for her. The greatest miracle was, as I said, we're going to pray for you back, but you ever got the Holy Ghost? She goes, well, I don't think so. I said, would you like it? She said, I don't know. What's it going to do? I said, it's going to make your back feel better. She said, oh, yeah. I said, and it's free. Don't even need insurance for that one. Man, we got to pray and she got the Holy Ghost. When she got done, oh, you must have missed it. Let me tell you what a Wu Three Clap Church is. That way you'll never be a Wu Three Clap Church because I know you're not. A Wu Three Clap Church is when we say something good and we don't do nothing or we do that traditional Pentecost thing. That's a Wu Three Clap Church. This is not a Wu Three Clap Church. So now let me back up. I said, she got the Holy Ghost. I talked to her when she baptized in Jesus' name. When she came out of the water, she reached back there. She said, sir. I said, yes, sir. She goes, my knot is gone. I'm telling somebody he's alive and well. I'm telling somebody there's not one thing that God can't fix with a miracle. God can do anything in here. If you need a miracle, you're about to get it. If you need to be touched by the hand of the Lord, it's about to happen. If you need God to handle a situation for you, God is about to do the absolute miraculous thing in this house. You say, is it going to happen? Yeah, it's going to happen. You say, how you know it's going to happen? Because God don't lie. God don't lie. <laughs> he don't get worried. He, 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 he doesn't get beside himself. This never happened before. I'm at Bishop's church just the other day, Brother Stark. A woman that I prayed through about five years ago came and said, my kids are here in Sunday school. My two uh, nephews are here. And in a little bit, I want you to pray for them. She goes, I got the Holy Ghost when you were here before. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And she said, I'm going to be honest. I haven't been as faithful as I should be. She said, but I'm getting better. I said, it's okay, ma'am. Look around. Most of these people ain't faithful either. Don't worry about it. And uh, she's trying to make her feel better. <laughs> it's kind of like missing Wednesday. But anyway, um. <laughs> you know, it's some funny. There's some people who come to church don't even know we have church on Wednesdays. Because <laughs> they ain't never been. 
Well, you better hope he don't come on Wednesday. <laughs> Somebody said, oh, my God, I feel pressure. That ain't pressure. I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> you <know? laughs> anyway. <laughs> so she goes, gets her kids out of Sunday school. Me and Pastor Jimmy. Let's start. <laughs> we, we prayed. And, uh, man, I'd love to tell you. I mean, I'd love to tell you that I, I heard, like, you know, the voice of God, like, it is I. You know, that didn't happen. And, uh, and then I didn't feel no angels' wings, you know. I didn't feel no wind blowing or nothing. Got done praying. And, um, I said, what do you think? She goes, man, I'm, I think he did it. I said, I, I think so. And then, uh, she said, well, can we pray for this one? I said, yeah. And, uh, she, I said, what's wrong with this one? She says, well, Monday, we're going for testing to find out about the school because he has autism. Now, I'm not mocking. I'm not, I'm not getting, you know, I'm just telling you what she told me. And she goes, and, um, and I'm just, I need, I want God to, to take care of it. She said, that's not a, a great thing. And so she's telling me all about autism and I'm understanding. And, and so I said, well, ma'am, you know, I, I'm not God. I said, so we're just going to pray and we're going to believe that Jesus is the one. And when y'all go for testing tomorrow, that things are going to go well. Let's pray for peace and let's pray for that. And she said, and let's pray for him. I'm getting rebuked. I'm like, yes, ma'am. And we're going to pray for him. And she goes, and I want God to touch him. I'm like, okay. And she says, in fact, I want God to, to heal him. And she says, no, I want God to give him a miracle. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to just pray with mom. Seems like mom's got more faith. So I'm just going to agree with her. I said, hey, mom, I agree with you. We're just going to pray. So we prayed. When we got done praying, everything seemed normal to me. So Monday comes. Apparently, they go to the hospital and go to do their testing and do all that. And uh, it was about on Thursday, I get an email from the church secretary. It's to me and Bishop and Pastor Jimmy and all of that. And here's what the mother said. I, I should have brought the email so you could read it. It said, we went for testing on Monday. The doctors say, we don't know what's happened to the young man, but he tested out perfect. He no longer has autism. I know that's a little out there, but it's only God. No man done that because I'm going to be honest. I, I was just praying what she said because I never saw that before. But just because you never saw that before don't mean he don't do miracles. And just because I never saw that before don't mean he can't handle it. I'm telling you, there's not one thing that God can't fix with a miracle. It ain't me. I never seen it before. That's the first time. Somebody says, do you believe it can happen? I'm just going to trust God because here's why. He's the only one that can heal. He's the only one that can deliver. He's the only one that can give miracles. That just happened in the last two months. So I'm telling somebody in here today that God can do anything. I can't figure out how. I, I, I can't pinpoint it. I, I don't know how it comes about. I just know that God is absolutely in control of this service right here. It's only God. So if you need something today, it's going to happen. I'm done preaching. Are you ready? All right, here we go. I preached about 13, 14 minutes. So here we go. Oh, no, I'm on overtime. <laughs> so here we go. Nobody's going to call us out today. I'm giving instruction now. 
Nobody's going to embarrass anyone today. Uh, nobody's going to make anybody uh, do anything that they don't want to do today. But in a few moments, I'm, I'm going to ask everyone in a few moments, not right now, but in a few moments, I'm going to ask everyone to bow their head and close their eyes in a few moments. And the reason I ask people to bow their head and close their eyes is, number one, I want you to be real with yourself. Second reason I ask people to bow their head and close their eyes is because of the fact we live in a nosy world. You raise your hand, your neighbor goes, hey, what you do? And you tell them. And they go, I can't believe you've done that. What was you thinking? You're like, I don't know. I don't know. The devil made me do it. <laughs> don't, don't tell your neighbor what you've done because your neighbor don't forgive you of sins. Only Jesus Christ does. Your neighbor don't forgive you. And I got news for you. If you tell your neighbor what you did, they're going to tell somebody. Soon as service is over, guess what, oh, guess what Jeff done? I go, you got to be kidding me. How do you know he done that? He told me. He told me. And then by the time it gets back to your brother Jeff, it ain't even what you done. They done added to it. Yeah, that's all right. So there you go. So don't tell your neighbor what you've done. Tell the Lord Jesus Christ. Third reason is I don't want somebody to say, well, I came to church today and I'm leaving the same way that I came. Why would you come to church and leave the same way you came? Every time you come to the house of the Lord, something ought to change. He ought to let you smile sometime. He'll let you cry sometime. He'll let you laugh sometime. Huh? He'll sometimes he'll make you feel like a million bucks. Sometimes the preacher be preaching and you think for sure somebody has told off on you. You know why Jesus does that? Because he loves us. Every once in a while he kind of gigs us a little gig and said, hey, remember I'm still in charge here. Trying to help you. Trying to let you be saved. Thank goodness he's nice like that. I like that better than him just writing me off saying, well, that's a lost cause. Next. It's like a bad haircut. Next. <laughs> so here we go. Nobody will call us out today. Nobody will embarrass us today. In a few minutes, we'll come to the front as a family today. Nobody's going to pull on you. Nobody's going to jerk on you. Nobody's going to shake on you. We're just going to pray the prayer of faith today. People are going to agree with you and agree with me. I got a need. I got something. I didn't just come to preach today. I got something I want Jesus to handle for me. We're going to agree together, we're going to pray, and we're going to believe that Jesus is going to do whatever it is that we ask him to do. Is that fair enough? All right. If that's fair enough with you, would you bow your head, close your eyes? Nobody's looking around. This is between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody in this house here today, you got pain in your body right now. Would you lift your hand? You got pain in your body right now. Hands are being lifted all across the building, front to the back. And every section, hands are being lifted. That's beautiful. You can put them down. 
Before you lift your hand, just listen. Every time you take a step forward, the enemy, the liar, the deceiver, Satan by name, tries to push you two steps back. For some, it might be your marriage. And for some, it might be your relationship. For some, it might be your finances. For some, it might be your workforce. For some, it might be your ministry. And every time you try to do something for the kingdom of God, it seems like the enemy comes in like a flood. But you're in this building here today and you say, you know what, God, I need you to step in to my situation. And you're in this building and you need a divine intervention from God. You you want him and you need him to handle a situation for you. Would you lift your hand? You need that to happen today. Hands are being lifted all across the building, front to the back, side to side. Every section, hands are being lifted. That's beautiful. You can put them down. I'm not talking about once saved, always saved. That's not in the Bible. That's man-made religion. I'm not talking about accepting the Lord as your personal Savior. That's not in the Bible. That's man-made religion. I'm talking about what the Word of God says, that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting and peered them clothing tongues like as of fire and it set on each and every one of them and they were all, not some, they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gave them utterance. Now, if you've never spoke that heavenly language, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. That doesn't mean you've done something wrong. That just means it's a gift that comes from God that you haven't received yet. And as far as you know, with your walk with Jesus Christ, you've never spoke that heavenly language like they've done in the Bible. Would you lift your hand? You've never spoke that language like they did in the Bible. All right. I see hands. I see more hands. I see more hands. I see more hands. And now I see more hands. That's right. All right. That's beautiful. I see more hands. That's beautiful. All right. You can put them down. All right. That's beautiful. And now last question before you lift your hand. Last question. If the Lord came today, are you ready? If the Lord came today, are you ready? If the answer is no, if the answer is I'm not for sure, if the answer is, well, let me repent and move some stuff around, all those answers are beautiful because here's why. The Lord Jesus Christ has not come back yet for his bride. The second coming, the catching away, the trump of God has not taken place. Meaning that we still have a chance to be renewed or refilled in the gift of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And you're in this building here today and you say, you know what? I need to be renewed. I need to be refilled for if he would come today, I'm making sure that all is well between him and I. And you're in this building here today and you know you need to be renewed or refilled in this house here today. Would you lift your hand? That's what you know. Hands are being lifted again across the building, front to the back, side to side, and every section. That's beautiful. You can put them down. You can lift your head and open your eyes. Thanks for being obedient today. Today in the house of God, maybe about 80% of the building has lifted their hands. You know what that lets me know? That God has found favor. That we're in the right place at the right time. That everything is well. 80% of the building, something you needed, God says, you know what? I can abundantly satisfy. So if nobody were to raise their hand today, I'd be one worried man. But all the 80% of the congregation lifted their hands today saying, I need something from the Lord. I know we're in the right house. Because here's what he says. He says, no man comes to the Father 
except the spirit draws him. And in that day, he said, I'll raise it up. I'll raise them up. So you know what? God's going to bless us in this house today. I'm giving instructions still. In a few moments, I'm going to ask everyone to stand. Still giving instructions. In a few moments, if you're able to stand. If you're not able to stand, you're not being rude. uh, You're not being prideful. You're just not able. And that's okay. And then we're going to ask for our altar ministers, our altar workers. They're going to come, and we're going to line up across the front here. And you might be next to a friend, a family member, a co-worker, a guest. You might want to come pray. And you say, whew, I want to go pray, but I don't want to go by myself. Welcome to the friendliest church in town. So, since we're the friendliest church in town, and you want to come pray, and you don't want to come by yourself, here's how we do it here. You just tap somebody on the shoulder, whether you know them or not, and say, hey, I want to go pray. Go with me. They'll say, okay. That's how we do it here. Or, might be people on both sides of you, and you're thinking, I want to go pray, but I can't get out. Yes, you can. Here's what you do. You tap them on the shoulder and say, excuse me, I need to get out. If they don't move, run over them, and then when they do get up, we'll pray for them. That's how we do that around here. I'm kidding. (laughs) We hadn't had the second one happen, but at any point it could. So here we go. So when we come down, we're not going to immediately going to start praying. We're going to come down. We're going to repent as a family. I'm going to lead us in the prayer of repentance. And then after we repent, we're going to say, all right, Lord, this is what I need. See how simple? You don't got to get all beside yourself. You don't have to get all worried. Hey, Lord, this is what I need. And we believe that the Lord is going to do it. You, you okay with that? If you're able to stand, would you please stand? Would our altar ministers come and line up across the front? You know who you are. Come and line up and face the crowd. Some of you altar workers that feel comfortable. I know you were in class last night. You feel comfortable. You said, I don't know if, I've, if I have the authority to do that. Do they have the authority to do that, Pastor? You was in the altar class last night, and you feel like uh, you're okay with praying with someone? Why don't you just come on down? And let's face the crowd. That's right. Folks are coming down. Let's, Mom, let's just go ahead and spread on around the corner here because we got a lot of people going to be coming down. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> you say, who are these people? These are people that have prayed and fasted and believe that when they pray, the Lord's going to flow through them as a conduit. These are people that your pastor and your pastor's wife put trust in. They're extension of the man and the woman of God. They're extension. So when they pray, I know a lot of people say, well, I got to wait on the preacher to pray for me, or I got to wait on the pastor to pray for me. I got to wait on the pastor's wife to pray for me. That's not true. Okay. These people right here believe that when they pray with you, that something's going to happen. This is men and women of God that believe something's going to change. Now, you might be next to a friend, a family member, a co-worker, a guest. You might be next to someone you never met before. But you raised your hand a while ago. Let me put a little clause in here. You might have not raised your hand, but since I've been talking for the last six minutes, 
you might say, you know what? I just thought of something the Lord can do. Guess what? You're in so much luck here. At this church, he's a God of second chance. And for some folks, he's a God of third chance. <laughs> for guys like me, eight or ten chances, but hey, it's still working. All right? We good. Again, you raised your hand, or you might have not raised your hand, but now you're thinking, I need the Lord to do something for me. I'm asking you to step out and just begin to come down. And here they come. Why don't you give them a hand clap of praise as they come down? Now, don't stop in the hall. Just keep coming down and spread out. Just keep on coming down and spread out. Just keep on. Altar ministers, why don't you motion for folks to come your way? Motion for them to come your way. Just keep coming down. That's right. We're not going to pray yet. Just let's just get them down here. We're not praying yet. That's all right. Let's not pray yet. Let's just wait. Ain't no sense in praying yet. We hadn't repented. You just waste your breath. All right. They're still coming down. Folks are coming down. All right. We might have. We got some coming down this way here. All right. Let's just kind of come down this way. All right. Folks are still coming down. Thank you so much for helping me. While you're coming down, I'll make a little funny. Had a guy one time, he said, Brother Smith, why do you make everybody come down to the front? I said, boy, it's spiritual, but I'll go ahead and tell you. He says, why? I said, so I don't have to walk to the back. <laughs> How you like that? There you go. Now you know. All right. So you know what we're going to do? Altar ministers, as you can see, we have a lot of people that's fixing to be prayed for. Men and women of God, I want you to hear me. When you're praying, when someone's done praying for you, you might feel somebody brush by you or something. Don't worry. It's because they're going to the next person behind you and the next person behind you. So it's okay. All right. All right. It's 1117. Everybody say church just started. Don't go home. We did all this for this part right here. Church just started. You don't want to miss what Jesus is about to do. It's about God. It's about him doing it. We're going to repent as a family. Altar ministers, when you're done praying with that one person, I want you to go up and pray for the next one. Because there's people down that aisle and down this aisle and down that aisle. Down every aisle, there's people. So you know what? That means we're going to have to pray. I don't know who's who. I only know a couple people here, altar ministers. So if someone you're praying with receives the gift of the Holy Spirit... That's what they wanted. Will you wave your hand at me or pastor? It ain't about numbers, but it is about saying we're giving God glory. Because I believe there's people down here that said, I want the Holy Ghost. There's people down here that said, I want to be renewed. There's people down here that said, I need something from the Lord. I know I take a little time in this, but because this is because this is the way we do it. So the Lord can bless everyone. So we're going to repent. And then after we repent. I want everybody just to start saying, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. I want everybody saying it. And then here's what's going to happen. If all you know is English and you begin to speak a language you don't know, congratulations. Now you're bilingual and that's the Holy Ghost. If you're already bilingual and you start speaking a language you don't understand, congratulations. That's the Holy Ghost. And now you're trilingual. And if you're trilingual and that starts happening, you're smart. And that's the Holy Ghost. Nobody can give you the Holy Ghost but Jesus Christ. You believe that? All right. Let's all repent as a family. Say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. I'm sorry, Lord, for everything that I've thought, that I've done, 
that I've said and that I've heard. Forgive me, Lord, of things I don't even realize I have done. I give myself 100% to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my miracle, for my deliverance, for my healing. Thank you, Lord, for filling me with the gift of the Holy Ghost, the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Are you ready? I want you to begin to thank him for the Holy Ghost right now. Altar ministers, begin to find that person and lay hands on them. By the authority in the word of God. And by the power of the name Jesus. Receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, receive it now, I say. In the name of Jesus, God, we call it to be done right now. In the name of Jesus, come on.